0: The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. I want to wish you many blessings this week. From all of us here at Sons of God, Ministries International, and Freedom Fellowship Church, let me tell you, God is really on the move. And I hope all of you are continuing to pray over our nation's leadership and our lawmakers. You know, even if you don't agree with them, it's always important that we lift them up in prayer. As we know that God has spoken that he really desires to bring about political revival in this nation. And we can already see there is already so much shaking happening in our government so if we continue to pray over that and pray that god's will will be done in our government then we know that god is able to do things and even if the media reports things a certain way we know that god is always in control so we're always lifting up our nation's leaders and we don't assume that's the important thing we don't assume we know what's going on we never really have the full picture but we know that god has the full picture but this week, we are going to be continuing from last week. We're going to be finishing up this series of the journey of the believer. So, the past two times we discussed this, we first talked about how the first thing in this journey that we right now are going on, we right now are going on a journey to the promised land. So, the first thing that we as believers receive is we receive a call from God, and the call is always something bigger than we imagined for ourselves. It always requires us to step out of our comfort zone and trust and follow God. After the call, there's a transitional period, which is the journey through the wilderness. And in the wilderness, we have to choose to forsake the world's ways of doing things and trusting God. We know that the Israelites have been so used to being slaves to the Egyptians that That was the only way that they knew how to get their food, get their water. That was the only way that they knew how to live. And because of that, even though God was leading them every step of the way, they thought, well, it'd be better if we had just gone back to being slaves to the Egyptians because at least we had food there. But what happened in the wilderness? God provided manna day by day. God led them in the daytime with a pillar of cloud, and he led them in the nighttime with a pillar of fire. So the journey in the wilderness is training us to rely on God every step of the way. He's showing us, look, I can provide for you. Look, I can lead you even though you don't know where you're going. And we know that the end destination is the promised land, which for the Israelites was the nation of Israel, which was in the land of Canaan. And that's the third step in this journey that we as believers are going on, which is entering the promised land, okay? So there's the call, which forces us to step out of our comfort zone. There's the journey through the wilderness, which is that training period where God is teaching us to not rely on the world system, but to rely and trust in him, okay? And then following that is entering the promised land. Now, before you can enter the promised land, you have to show God that you can obey and trust him, Right, You have to show God that you will obey his precepts and his ways of doing things, and you will receive the call that you have on your life. Okay, Now we know for the Israelites, their ability to enter the promised land was delayed by a total of 40 years. That's a long time to delay it. But why did this happen? We know that in Numbers chapter 13, that Moses sent out 12 spies into the land of Canaan, okay? And this is in Numbers chapter 13. So they, the spies, when they came to the valley of Eshkol, they cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes so large that it took two of them to carry it on a pole between them. Wow, so those are some very large grapes. So we know that this land was very fruitful, They also brought back samples of the pomegranates and figs. The place was called Valley of Eshkol, which means cluster, because the cluster of grapes the Israelite men cut there. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community that they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We enter the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the kind of fruit it produces. And so they showed them the giant grapes, right, and the pomegranates. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak, So we can see, right, they were showing, oh, yes, it's truly a a bountiful land, right? But then they began to focus on what the giants in the land, the fortified cities in the land. They were focusing on the obstacles that lay in their path. And in verse 30, it says, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. He said, let's go at once to take the land. He said, we can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought, too. And because of this, they spread a bad report in the community. They began to make them doubt the word that the Lord had told them, right? Because God told the Israelites, I have given this land to you, right? He told them, I have given you the land of Canaan. It is yours, okay? And that's what you have to understand is that when God gives you a prophetic word, it doesn't matter what obstacles lie in front of you it doesn't matter whether there's fortified cities whether there's financial problems okay whether there's people that are more influential than you it doesn't matter because god's word is the truth and we have to take it as that that it doesn't matter what situations what obstacles lie before us we have to take god at his word and we know that joshua and caleb were the only two spies that took god at his word right because when god said I have given this land to you. What did they focus on? Wow, look at these fruits, right? Look at the pomegranates. Look at the grapes. Look at how large they are. Look at how fertile the land is. But the other spies saw the giants. They saw the fortresses, right? So they did not believe God. And this is what's so important because God has spoken now over you, many people in the body of Christ. He has given them a call that's bigger than life, that's bigger than what they have planned for themselves, okay? And it's important as you walk towards that promised land that God has spoken over you, do not focus on the obstacles and do not allow other people to shift your focus to the obstacles. Just remember God's promise in your life because many of you are called to the arts and the entertainment, the movie industry, all right? And if you look at that and you think about the obstacles, well, God, I don't know how to write a movie, Right. Or, God, I don't know how to do this. God, I don't know how to. I surely cannot do that. And you have to remember, there are, in fact, the arts, and the entertainment specifically, there are giants and there are fortified cities. Right. We know Hollywood is filled with fortresses. You have the Disney's, you have the Universal Studios. Those are large, fortified fortresses. Right. And they will not be willing to give up their influence. Right. And so if you look at those odds, if you look at those obstacles and you focus on, well, they are so big. Right. How can we ever hope to compete? Right. In the technology industry, God desires that godly leaders will establish new technology and new companies. And if you focus. But but God, how are we supposed to compete with the Facebooks, with the with the Googles? Right. If you focus on that, then you will be sent right back into the wilderness to undergo more training because it means that you are not believing God's word spoken over you. And that's exactly what happened to the Israelites. They focused on the giants. They focused on the fortresses. So God had to send them right back into the wilderness where then he continued to train them. He gave them manna by day. He led them by a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire, right? Because what is that showing them? You can trust me each and every day of your life. Because understand, once the Israelites inhabited the promised land, God didn't rain manna from heaven, right? They produced their food from the land that God gave them. And that's what it's like inhabiting the promised land, is that you're going to produce bountiful harvest. You're going to produce abundance from the land that God has given you. So if that's the education sector, that's where you're going to produce abundance. If that's the business sector, that's where you're going to produce fruit. If that's the entertainment sector, that's where you're going to produce fruit, Okay, but if you focus on the obstacles, if you focus on those giants, you're going to be sent right back into the wilderness. Okay, so let's talk about Joshua now. So, after 40 years, God had to wait for a whole new generation before he could bring the Israelites into the promised land. So, in Joshua chapter 1, the Lord appeared to Joshua. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country. To the Mediterranean Sea in the West, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Now, see, that line right there is so important because, again, we know that there are giants and fortresses in the land, right? But God is showing Joshua, if you obey me, if you follow my leading, then nobody will be able to stand against you, no matter how influential, no matter how many resources they have, no matter how powerful they are. And he says, And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So we see God many times telling Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not fear the obstacles that lie before you. And this is something that we have to understand, right? Because many Christians think of the promised land. The promised land is just where everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be perfect and it's going to be prosperous and abundant. And we're not going to have to worry about anything. But we can see the Israelites, when they entered the promised land, what was actually going on? It was warfare, right? They had to conquer and, and start a conquest of the promised land which involved driving out the unbelievers out of the promised land and establishing the kingdom of israel but for us we are driving out the sinful system the world system and we're going to be establishing the kingdom of god and that's what god's call is for us in the political sector in the education sector, in the business sector, and in the arts and entertainment and in technology. God is calling believers to begin conquest of these institutions. Okay? But we are supposed to be strong and courageous and we are supposed to obey the instructions of the Lord, not turn to the right or to the left. And that's so important is that if we are going to inhabit the Holy Land, if we are going to inhabit The promised land then we have to obey God's instructions to the letter it's so important because the second we start disobeying God the second we start acting according to the world system or according to the flesh we're going to become a stumbling block for the movement so following the instruction of the Lord Joshua sent again spies into the promised land but this time the spies gave a different report Right? And so understand that the spies, right, they're getting a glimpse into the promised land. When God gives you a prophetic word, when God gives you a vision, He's giving you a glimpse into your promised land. Okay? He's giving you kind of a window to peer into it. So you can either react according to it in faith or you can react in fear. But this time, the spies reacted in faith. It says, when the spies returned back to Joshua, The spies said to him, and this is in Joshua chapter two, starting at verse 24. It says, they said to Joshua, the Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. Okay. So the next morning, Joshua went out before the people and he told the people in chapter three, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow The Lord will do amazing things among you. And that's the attitude that we need to have as we are going about to inhabit and take control of our promised land as we need to expect God to move. But the first part of that that Joshua says is consecrate yourselves. What does that mean? Make yourself holy as unto the Lord. That means rooting out any sinfulness, any wrong heart motivations, right, and focusing on. On God, okay, and focusing on the instructions that God has given you, okay? Now, following this, after the Israelites consecrated themselves before the Lord, what happened? Well, we know that they had to cross the Jordan River, and the scripture tells us that the waters were overflowing its banks, okay, and the waters were gushing, but they were given instructions to walk across. And it says, as soon as their feet touched the water, the water stopped, and they walked across as on dry land okay and then following crossing of the jordan river they began to go to war with the kings and the strongholds of the land among those was jericho right and jericho was a large fortified city with big walls and joshua had to go to the lord and he received instructions from the lord and the instructions that the lord gave joshua were kind of unexpected It says, then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its kings and its fighting men. And here are the instructions. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in the front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times and the priests blowing the trumpet. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Okay, so these instructions don't quite make sense, right? Because when you see a fortified city, maybe, for example, you know what you're doing, right? Maybe you have fought in a couple wars. Well, we need to get some siege weapons. Maybe you're thinking that, right? Let's get some catapults. Let's get some battering rams to ram the wall down, right? But the Lord's instructions were not what Joshua would have expected. Instead, he said, we'll walk around the city for six days. Then on the second day, blow some trumpets and, and praise me. Those were the instructions. And what happened? As soon as they finished those instructions, the walls crumbled in front of them. See, the Israelites didn't even have to lift a finger. And that's what we have to understand with the giants, with the fortresses that lay before us, is that all we have to focus on is following God's instructions, is following God's leading, right? And that all of those obstacles— will fall before us because God's going to make the way for us. God's going to make our path straight. God's going to clear the way for us. All we have to focus on is following God's instructions, okay? Because that obedience and that faith is what's going to cause the seas to part so we walk on dry land. That's going to cause the giants to fall before us, and that's what's going to cause the walls of fortresses to crumble, okay? Because if Joshua had assumed that he knew what to do, He would have started trying to knock the wall down with catapults or boulders or battering rams, right? They would have gone to war and they would have incurred many losses. And maybe Joshua would have taken the city of Jericho, right? Maybe he still could have with his own power, but the Israelites would have lost many lives in the battle. And you see, many Christians sometimes assume when they see a problem— they'll start to suit up for war, right? Oh, okay, we need to get our siege weapons. We need to knock down these walls, right? We need to start marching and start getting our weapons ready, right? And they make that assumption because sometimes God tells the Israelites to go to battle. And then other times God will tell the Israelites, uh, well, well, you know, uh, go play the trumpets and praise me, right? The important thing is the obedience, okay? So don't assume When you're confronted with a situation that you know the solution and the most difficult times to do this are the things that you know how to do. Say if you've made a movie before or if you've written a book before and suddenly God starts to give you instructions to write a book or write a movie, if you've done it before, you'll start to assume, well, this is how it worked last time. This is what I did last time. But we're not supposed to assume. We're supposed to ask God every step of the way. That was the whole purpose of the wilderness training, all right? Being in the wilderness. That was the whole purpose of God giving you manna day by day so that you would not assume that you know how to do things, but instead in every situation, you would go to God And so that's what it needs to be like for us. And if we obey God every step of the way, then it doesn't matter what armies stand before you. It doesn't matter what corporations, what fortresses stand before you, because not a single one of them will be able to stand against you, okay? And in the book of Joshua, it's amazing because as he goes to the promised land, you see that king after king falls before the people of Israel because they have God on their side. And I'm just going to read through these, because understand as we are going into every single industry of the world, from education to politics to entertainment to technology, understand that those of us that obey, we will be like the Israelites, where king after king after king falls before you as you establish the kingdom of God. So it says... In Joshua chapter 12, here is the list of kings of the land that Joshua and the Israelites conquered, and it goes to the list of where they are from. These are the kings. The king of Jericho, one. The king of Ai near Bethel, one. The king of Jerusalem, one. The king of Hebron, one. The king of Jarmuth, one. The king of Lachish, one. The king of Eglon, one. The king of Gezer, one. The king of Debir, one. The king of Gider, one. The king of Horma, one. The king of Arad, one. The king of Libna, one. The king of Adullam, one. The king of Makedah, one. The king of Bethel, one. The king of Tapua, one. The king of Hefer, one. The king of Afek, one. The king of Lasharon, 1. The king of Madon, 1. The king of Hazor, 1. The king of Shimron Meron, 1. The king of Akshaf, 1. The king of Tahanak, 1. The king of Megiddo, 1. The king of Kadesh, 1. The king of Jokneam in Carmel, 1. The king of Dor, 1. The king of Goyim in Gilgal, 1. The king of Tirzah won. This was 31 kings in all. And so we can see how every single obstacle that came against the Israelites fell because of those obedience to the Lord. And that's what it's supposed to be like for us. I want to, before I finish up, I want to leave you with this scripture. And this is in Joshua chapter 21. It says, So the Lord gave Israel all the land he swore to give their ancestors and they took possession of it and settled there the lord gave them rest on every side just as he swore to their ancestors not one of their enemies withstood them the lord gave all their enemies into their hands and not one of all the lord's good promises to israel failed every one was fulfilled and if you obey god and focus on his instructions, seek him out, and adhere to his training, then when you enter your promised land, as you obey God every step of the way, then not a single of God's promises will fail for you. But every single one of them will be fulfilled. But it's up to us. (laughs) We've got to act in faith, and we've got to act in obedience to see these things manifest in our lives. Amen? Well, we are out of time for this week. And perhaps I will maybe continue on this, but we are in that time now where manifestations are happening so fast, where God is moving so quickly. And if we would just act in faith and obedience, we will see miracles, signs, and wonders manifest in our lives. And I want to bless you this week. And I thank you, Lord, that you will open up their spiritual eyes to see things in the supernatural realm, that they would not see things according to the world's way. They would not see things in the flesh, but they would see things with your spiritual eyes to obey and have faith in you. I thank you, Lord, for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. And for those of you that are interested in listening to more of the prophetic voice of our time, you can go to our website, sogmi.org. Again, that is sogmi.org. We have podcasts there of this radio show. We also have videos for you to watch, we do weekly live streams every single week. And if this broadcast, if it is blessing you, if, it, if you are getting something from these teachings, then I encourage you to support us online at SOGMI.org. And you can just click that Donate button. You can give a monthly or a one-time gift. We are able to reach more and more people Every week and every month because of people like you that support us and are helping us expand and train and disciple God's people to really fulfill their calling. So again, that is at SOGMI.org and you can click that donate button and support this broadcast. So I want to thank all of you that support us and thank all of you that listened this week to the prophetic voice of our time. Again, this is Joshua Sasa. We are out of time, but until next time, God bless you.